we've been doing this for years now. And so when I say, I just, everybody in the building, go ahead and give God. See, I shouldn't even have to finish. Come on, come on. Not because you know what I'm going to say, but more so because how good he's been to you. You understand what I'm saying to you? So, so get this. Let's look at it like this. If I said for the next six months, I'm going to pay your mortgage. <laughs> Talk about it, mama. I'm going to say, what? If I said for the next six months, I'm going to pay your mortgage. If I said, hallelujah. And so if I told you, you know what? For the next six months, I'm going to put 10 stacks in the bank for you and all your children. A piece. At the same time, I come to you and I say, you know what? Uh, every bill you've got, and for the next six months, I'm going to clear it. Go ball like you feel. If I tell you, watch this, uh, 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 that, that, that I'm going to do some impossible things in your life and everything that you've ever desired is going to be your reality. If I, if I told you, if I told you, you, you're going to have brand new houses, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you everything. That you just write me a list and get it to me and I'm going to get it right back. As soon as you get it to me, you're going to start getting it. When, 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 when they open the doors and me and First Ladies get ready to walk out the door, just on the strength of what we have done for you, you're going to do what? You, you, hey, Pastor, I could suck every Sunday down here and you would declare that I'm the best preacher in the world simply because I'm giving you something. Come on. <laughs> we have made the mistake of making pastor God in so many institutions. And I could promise you the world, I could promise you the world, and no matter what I came down here and said, you ain't gonna say nothing because your bills is getting paid. And I'm just a man. But this God that we serve, he works it out daily, perfectly. Some of you don't need a whole lot of money. You kill yourselves. You, we'd never see you. you. You'd be in the park on Sunday instead of, instead of church, waxing your car. And you understand what I'm saying to you. But, but this God that we serve who is perfect, every day he wakes your children up. What good would it be if I gave you 10000 for each one of your kids if, if life took your children away? So, so when you hear me down here say, you know what, we just go ahead, I dare you go ahead and give God a, I shouldn't even, because you know he's been so good to me. You should think about how you should, you, and you have your legal right to, to, to be on Prozac. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be thinking correctly. You, you know, you should be in somebody's mental asylum, should be in jail. You, know, and you probably should still be in the crack house, still be getting drunk on the low. But because he's been faithful in your life, I shouldn't have to finish the sentence and say, come on, let's give God a, and everybody. Everybody just ought to. You know why that sounds horrible? It sounds horrible because you don't do it at home. 
You can't come in here and do what you don't practice at home. So you can't come in here and give God 100% of your praise if you don't give God 100% of your praise at home. You wonder how you praise God in the, Lord have mercy, how you praise God in the church house is an indication of how you praise God at home. And I just want to go ahead and say, some of you need to get your training up. Woo. Second thing we're going to start teaching around here. Second thing, this is very important, is that when you hear a word, you should respond. Let me, let me show you why you should do that. How many UK fans we got? Tell the truth, shame the devil. It's okay. I'm not going to blast you. I mean, everybody's allowed to be silly. Everybody's allowed to be silly. UK fans, okay. Uh, uh, whether it's UK or your team, when, when, when the game is on the line, minute and a half to go, 86 to 86, Every time your team scores, what do you do? You shout, don't you? That's right. Go ahead. Woo! When the other team misses the ball, when they miss the shot, you, you're, you're excited, right? That's right. That's right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hold on. Hold on. Pass it. Hold on. Get it to the one who can. Right? Amen? But, but, but you get in church, and you hear a word, and, and you, don't, you don't shout and you don't amen, which means I agree. You don't agree, but, 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 but the play that's being played through the word play is saving your soul. Oh, God. And, 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 and when's the last time that you shouted when the enemy didn't score on your behalf? Oh, Lord. See, 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 see it, it's time to reprioritize what it is that we're going through. And you need to learn how to praise God when you hear a word. Why? Nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, that word is applying to you. Lord, have mercy. That word is blessing you. That word has kept you. So every time you hear a word, you have the legal right to lose your mind in this piece. Let, let me make it a little bit closer, clearer, and I'm, I'm going to go on and get into my sermon because I already know I've made some people mad already. <sighs> sorry, not Sorry. What if, what if every time there was a word spoken, God sent your mind back to your worst, to your bottom, when in your life it could have been no, no worse? That would make you praise God, wouldn't it? What if you were still in what you were? What if you were still caught up in some of the worst debilitating hell of your life? Whether you chose to be in it or it chose you. What, what if you were still crying your eyes out and couldn't nothing get you to stop? But what, what if you were searching for a peace that had you feel like you was half crazy, then every time that you hear a word, you should give God the praise. Amen. Shouldn't nobody have to teach you, pump you? I didn't got to prime you to, to shout when they hit 88 to 86. I ain't, got, ain't nobody got to pump and prime you to jump on Facebook and be like, yeah, your team. But I very rarely see somebody jump up and have just be sitting at home and go, oh, he saved me, and put it on Facebook. 
Think about the levels of, of love and respect that we give God. Think about the levels of respect, uh, love and respect that we give God. We will pump a team but won't pump him. People on the team ain't never, ain't never, and will never do anything for you. But this same God blesses you 24-7 and go back over your timeline and see many, how many times you spoke on him. Yeah, it's going to be one of them days. Amen. Today, uh, it is my intention to start a new series, and never before have I stopped one series and started right another series right in the middle of the month. But as I was listening to God, and God was not letting it go, uh, he wanted this to begin today. And I want to thank God for my, my men, my ushers, amen. You brothers look good out here. I thought I'd represent with y'all with the, with the white and jeans and all of that, amen. It's going to be a whole lot of new changes here at the Unity Worship Center. And we have a website, uwclex.org. It will do you, I behoove you, uh, it would do you great justice to go on to that website and learn about what's happening. You want to be in the know at your church, amen. So, so over the last couple of weeks, God has really been dealing with me and showing me some things. And, and truth being told, I believe that this is the series that should catapult those of us who haven't been taking God and your walk with God and for him seriously into a place of seriousness. I believe that this is going to be the series uh, that will confront you Sunday after Sunday and, and, and I'm going to show you how deep this is, is because uh, I'm going to hit everybody's, I'm, we're going to hit the, the, the family page and we're going to get your emails and, and I'm going to ask everybody five questions on what happened in this sermon, what was said in this sermon and you're going to be asked to tell me what, fill in the blank. Yeah, yeah. I see because what, 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 as a shepherd, what happens, I've been, I've been studying this word shepherd, you dig? And, and what happens is I'm... I, See, some shepherds just preach to you on Sundays and, and throw you a Bible study on Wednesdays, and, and then they leave you to fend for yourself. How's that been working so far? Anybody remember the old church, though, when the pastor would show up at your house because he heard about sin, and he was trying to make sure you made it to heaven? And, and see, see, back then, you know, you was, they, they was wise enough not to catch your attitude. They, they was humble enough to say, you know, we just need to get this together. Today, the pastor show up on the, per, on the, on the porch uh, of, of a household that's uh, uh, operating in sin, and, and pastor might get cussed out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, but you better not tell me that my walk ain't for real. <laughs> so so, so, so from, from, for as much as I can, I'm going to shepherd you from now on. I'm going to shepherd you. I'm going, I'm going to lead you. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to lead you to this word. And you will never be able to say that you didn't get it, you didn't understand, or he didn't do his job. I'm going to shepherd you. We, 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 we got enough pastors. We need some shepherds. Amen. Amen. And do you, know, do, you know why, do you know why the sheep is the example animal of the word? Because the sheep is the dumbest animal known to me. The sheep is the one animal that will drink and, 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 and breathe all at the same time and drown itself. 
That's why you got to be led past the still waters. Hey. Running waters will take you out. There's a couple of quotes that, that I want to share with you today before, and, but before I share them, I first want to say that, that I'm, 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 I'm being intentional all sermon long. And, and some might be wondering, intentional about what, Bishop? And, and the answer to that question is, I am being intentional about keeping you focused yet uncomfortable. I, I want you to be focused but uncomfortable. That, you, you've been too comfortable. We all have been too comfortable. Every time that you hear something today that, that you know applies to you, all I'm asking is that you be honest enough to just type it in your phone, in your notes, or write it down, and you might want to hover over it because you don't want everybody to know your truth. You understand what I'm saying to you? But, but what I want you to do is be honest enough to say, you know what, that's me. Because what you will not be honest about, you cannot overcome. What you will not be honest, everybody should have been writing down right there. What you will not be honest about, you cannot overcome. You understand what I'm saying to you? So, 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 so. Uh, intentional about what? And, and I'm going to be intentional about keeping you focused yet uncomfortable. I have learned, I have learned that, that, that it's one thing to hear something uh, that you know applies to you. But, but it's a whole other thing completely to hear it and then write it down, then have to look at where you have honestly confessed you are. Ooh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Let me, let me say that to you again. I have learned that there's one thing to hear something that you know applies to you, but it's a whole other thing completely to hear it, then write it down, then have to look at where you have honestly, honestly confessed you are. I got a question for everybody in the building today, and I want you to be honest with yourselves. Where are you spiritually? Where are you spiritually? The Bible tells us that physical exercise profits you little, but godliness profits you I just want to ask you a question, and I want you to be 100. I want you to be real. And here's the thing. I don't want you to get down about where you are because it's okay to be where you are just as long as you don't stay there. So I'm going to ask it again. Where are you spiritually? Physically don't matter. Because wherever you are spiritually, I can tell you where you are mentally. Yeah. See, see, I heard, I heard a female preacher say this one time. She said, until your love life with God is right, your life won't be right, period. Amen. And that explains a whole lot. Ooh, that just explained it all, didn't it? Let me say it again. I just, I just cleared all your problems right there. Until your love life with God is right, your life won't be right, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even you, at your age, young, dope, cool. If your life ain't right with God, Satan will play you into believing that you're doing pretty good. Just to find out later on in the worst times ever, you're not doing well at all. So, 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 so it's not, it's not a thing of how much money do you have in the bank. It's not a question of, it's not a question of what type of car you drive. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a question of what's your zip code or, or, or what's the, the, the dollar amount on your house. The, the, the question is, where are you with God? Because there's a whole lot of successful people that's going to hell. 
It's, it's a whole lot of successful people that's, go, that's going to hell. You understand what I'm saying to you? <sighs> you? You want it again? If your love life with God ain't right, then your life ain't going to be right, period. I don't care how you balling. I don't care what they promised. I don't care how they're making you feel. Ooh, Lord. So, 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 so listen, listen to me. Uh, it, it's okay to be where you are despite how bad where you are might be if you are determined to change addresses on where you are. But what's not okay is to know where you are, know what needs to be dealt with, yet refuse to make the necessary changes uh, to, one, get in alignment with God and, 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 and his word, uh, uh, which would, two, ultimately produce a better you. That's what happens when you get in alignment with God. It produces a better you. Now watch this. It might not produce a popular you. <laughs> it, 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 you might not be the life of the party anymore. I found out that when I stopped letting people use me, I stopped having any type of importance in people's lives. I, I, I found out that when I stopped becoming the crash dummy for everybody, that, that, that I, I, lost, I lost validity, I, I lost power in people's lives. You understand what I'm saying to you? Maybe you ought to try walking uh, your life. Just, I just, let's just do it from this Sunday to next Sunday in total alignment with God. And I promise you, you're going to lose weight in your social life. You're going to lose weight in your social life. And, 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 and with as crazy as the world is today and as maddening as everything is going on, don't you want to be around people that you nose down for you just because you, you? No, not because not, 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 not they, they know that they can call on you, not because not they, 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 they know that you'll, you'll take care of this, not because not, not, not they know how you throw. Mm, help me, Lord, I'm trying to stay saved. But, but don't you just want to be around people that you know love you for you? Being in alignment with God ultimately produces a better you. But get this, and I need you to understand that a better you increases the chances for your children to be better, a better them. Because not only are you training them in the you that you are now, you are training them for the them they will grow to be. Lord, have mercy. What about that? Not only are you training them for the them you are now, you're training them for the them that they're going to be. It's, and could you, anybody know about the word mutation? So, 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 so if I train my grandson here, Noah, if I train him and I'm all jacked up in my training and it's all messed up, you understand what I'm saying? I'm, the, the worst of me is, is giving to him because I'm not being 100 with God. So if I'm giving him the worst of me, you understand what I'm saying to you? Then he's going to grow as the worst of me. But then he's going to get to a point where I'm going to fall off and he will begin to be a worser him combined with the worst me. Not you. We're going to train you right. You ain't got to worry about it. Granddaddy got him. All right. I'll be right back. So, do you understand that some of these kids are scared? Why? Because they're watching you. Some of these kids know everything ain't everything. I can't call it. I can't put my finger on it. And in most houses, if you grew up in a house like mine, I bet not say it. But everything ain't everything. Lord have mercy. 
as hard as it is to get you out of the you that you are now, please believe me, that much harder will it be to get them out of them that they are growing, out of the you that you are growing them to be. In the words of the bishop, of the great bishop Isaiah Kennedy, so we have a problem. We have a problem. We have a problem, and the problem with this problem is uh, we Christians are not uh, on post. And because of our vacancy of the post, we are burying the young. We, 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 are, we are burying at least two teenagers a month and, 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 and has become, it's become so crazy that on at least two occasions during the height of the pandemic, we buried at least four teenagers a week, two weeks in a row that the teenager wasn't 18 years old. Again, I say in the great, in the name of the great Isaiah Bishop Kennedy, we have a problem. Four teenagers a week, two weeks in a row, you do the math. We have a problem, and the problem with this problem is that we are losing teenagers as well as the young adults and middle-aged men to drug overdose and prison on almost a weekly basis. But I can find you in the clubs, bottle full of bubs, still chasing them cats that's out there selling drugs. And in church, acting like you want to please God. Every time something goes your way, you want to thank God for this or that. Uh, but, but, but what many of you need to be thanking God for is because he hasn't wiped us off the earth for playing games with his name. I declare to you it is time to get serious. Pastor and conference speaker Ron Smith said, and I quote, there was a time when people went to church, heard the truth, and wept over their sins. Today, people go to church, hear a motivational speech, and ignore their sins. Yeah, yeah. You ain't going to remember it. Go and take your phone out and take a picture of it. There you go. There you go. Let me say it to you again. There was a time when people went to church, heard the truth, and wept over their sins. Today, people go to church, hear a motivational speech, and ignore their sins. And I told you at the start of this sermon that, I, I, you know, I wanted you to be, uh, all I wanted you to be was brutally honest when you know you just heard something in one way or another that, 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 that has you a part of it, or you're just a slight bit guilty, maybe, write it down. So, so I know I got a slick church. I know, I know, I know who I pastor. Yo, y'all can be real smart when you want to be, so, so I want to make sure you can't wiggle your way out of this one, okay? Because, uh, 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 you know, you can wiggle your way out of some stuff when it comes to trouble. And, and, and for that reason, I want to I introduce you to a term. The term that I want to introduce you to is called complicity. Gabe, could you give me the definition of complicity? And, and complicity is defined as association or participation in or as if in a wrongful act arrested for complicity in the crime. We, we know something about complicity, amen? Yeah, we, uh-huh. So, so let's work. Uh, let, let, let's, let's bring the definition into the spiritual realm and, and, and hip you to something that for real, for real, you probably already know. See, see, what I learned was we can know we wrong about something in the, in, in, even if it's just in the least little bit, but if you don't bring it up, guess what? We won't either. 
And, and somehow, for some way, we, we, we've come to the belief that because don't nobody bring it up, we are all right. We got by with it. We, we, made it. we made it through. But the problem is you never really heard or you didn't pay attention or you didn't believe when you heard the preacher say that we serve a God that sets high, looks low, and nothing gets past him. Pastor, why are you so passionate today? Because we buried another one Friday. Pastor, why are you, why are you so passionate? Because I don't know if mine is going to make it through. Don't look surprised. Most of you gossip about it anyway. That's why, that's why I'm passionate about it, because I am concerned. I am sick of burying babies. And I'm trying my best not to bury mine. So as I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to me. But we won't keep doing this, staying the same way that we are. We, 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 I, I can make a whole lot of money evangelizing. I ain't got to do this. We, we will not fake the funk. We, we will not be hypocrites. We ain't going to keep playing games and people are still just out here dying. I got the hoodest, that's what they say, we got the hoodest church in the city. When I found out that that wasn't a compliment, oof. <laughs> well, when I found out that they was talking about character, not who we are, what we've come from, But one thing that I will agree with is that we got the right makeup, baby. We got the right makeup to shake this whole city upside down. We won't clap for what we won't be a part of. <laughs> yeah. I feel you, Brother Ernie. We ain't going to clap for what we know we ain't going to do. This term complicity is defined as association or uh, participation in a, in a wrongful act uh, arrested as if arrested com, uh, for complicity in a crime. Let's, let's check this out. This is, this, is, this is what got me right here. Let, let's give some examples of if you're Christian but getting down in such a way. Complicit. Are, you, 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 you are complicit in the eyes of God. Therefore, excuse me, if you knowingly guilty in the eyes of God, and there's a punishment for that. So I'm going to give you the punishment for what being complicity is, and then we're going to find out if you've been complicit. Cool? Hebrews 10, verses 26 through 27. Here's the punishment for complicity, but then we're going to find out if you've been complicit. And hey, maybe none of us have anything to worry about. Hebrews 10 and 26, it says, For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. So just in case you don't get that, roll it, Gabe. We're going to do it in the, new, in the New Living Translation, and it says, Dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. Hold up, wait a minute. Now we putting honesty in it. Because some of you have been told you can do what you want to do as much as you want to do it, and as long as you believe you're going to go to heaven, the devil is a lie. Devil is a lie. If that was the case, he would have never said, Be ye holy, for I am holy. He would have never said that if you could just do what you want to do and just say, I believe. 
Verse number 27, there is only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. Ooh, go back to 26. That felt good. Go back to 26. Dear friends, if we, dear friends, if we deliberately, now I want you to put, see the game. First, your friends. Now, peep that, didn't you? Yeah, I'm say power over your life, woman of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Power of God all over your life. Trey, you got something, boy. You got power all over your life, woman of God. Let's get this right here. Uh, 26 says, dear friends, your friends now, if we deliberately continue to do sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. Look at 27, though. Look at 27. There is only the terrible expectation, expectation of God's judgment and a raging fire that will consume his enemies. First, she was friends. But since you continued on in this way, now you enemies. Whew. Let me tell you, I've had funk with a lot of people, Lord knows. I, 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 I'd have been in some shootouts with the best of them. You understand what I'm saying to you? I ain't never had an enemy like God. And I've been an enemy to God before. Watch this. I've been an enemy to God since saved. Can I go ahead and be real? I've been an enemy to God since bishop. You understand what I'm saying to you? I ain't never had an enemy like God. Never in my life have I had an enemy. He, he's, he's, oh, Lord, have mercy. He's a bad man. So, so, so do you understand that? How, 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 how is it that I'm complicit? Let's talk about it. He smokes weed, not me. Complicity is defined as, give it to us again, association or participation in or as if in a wrongful act arrested for complicity in the crime. So, so let's look at the word association means. Let's see if we're guilty. It, com it, it, it comes, it comes, it, the, the word associate means to come or to be together as partners. Finish it. Y'all don't want to talk in here. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. How am I complicit? And look, it even came with a, 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 an example, y'all. And, and, and it gave an example, and it says, was accused uh, of associating with known criminals. So, so in other words, was accused of associating with folk that knew you knew wasn't doing right. And the Bible says, what, do we, what does God, what does Christ have to do with Belial, with Satan? What does light have to do with darkness? What does right have to do with wrong? You understand what I'm saying to you? So, so, so hold on, are we complicit? If they put you on trial and said that you are being charged with hanging with people that live contrary to the word when you know it's wrong, how would your verdict come back? See, stop playing games with this thing. It's too serious. It's too serious. It's too serious. They are dying. They are dying. And we got the truth. They are dying. And we got the antidote. They are dying. And we got the answers. But too many of the church is complicit. I mean, I know, I know they move a pack here and there, but, but that's nothing serious. Complicity. That's her that, that, that drinks out of control like that. I'm just the driver. Complicity. Oh, Lord. It is time to get serious about God. Romans chapter 1, verses 24 through 20. 
verses uh, 24 through 32. Uh uh, So watch this. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. Oh, Lord, they they traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped and served the things of God created instead of the creator himself who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. This is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the women turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other. And the men instead of having normal sexual relationships with women, burned with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with one another, with other men. And as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty that they deserve. Oh, oh, roll that beautiful bean footage. Come on, come on, come on. Give me, give me 29, give me 29. I need 29 because 29, he, he, begins to kill, 28, he begins to kill the game. Since they thought it foolish... To acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You mean to tell me all of those illicit, all of those hardcore, all of those crazy terms, and then you're going to put gossip right there? How you gonna put gossip with greed, Pastor? Hold on, how you gonna put how you gonna put gossip with with murder? Do you know it's been gossip that have gotten people murdered? Some of you in here keeping secrets you were never supposed to have. (laughs) Oh Lord. (laughs) Anybody know somebody that's just just wicked? Tell the truth, shame the devil. Just wicked. The Lord told me to tell you, you might know somebody that's wicked, Trey, but you are not wicked. The devil is a lie, and he's been lying to you for years. Anybody know know somebody that's greedy? Uh, Anybody in here hate somebody? Don't lie. God knows. Well, well, if there's anybody in here that hates anybody, at the end of the sermon, that's why you should all be at the altar. Because he said, as long as you got all with your brother, you know, don't even bring me. Now, God said, I don't even want your sacrifice. God said, I don't want your gifts. I don't want nothing from you until you get what you got going on with your brother and sister together. Then come holler at me. But until you get that thing together, back up off me. Amen. With your mouth, you worshiped me, but your heart was far, far from me. Anybody, you, you know anybody got that quarreling spirit? I always got to be arguing about something. I always just got always got to be going through it. Deception, they lie, they they sneaky, you know. Malicious, just foul, just just cold blooded. You know somebody like that? Surely you don't hang out with them. Surely you don't. Well, I'm trying to get them to the Lord. If you've been with them over a year and you ain't got them to the Lord yet, that's not your responsibility. That is not your work. Resign. Get free. Serve God. Anybody know anybody to gossip? Anybody know anybody to gossip? Give me verse number 30. They are backstabbers. Know some of those? Haters of God. 
It's funny to me. It always blows my mind when you got people on, on social media that be talking about, you know, y'all out here dealing uh, 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 with the white man's, with the white man's God, the white man's religion. Well, I got a question. Who gave it to them? <laughs> Stupid. Don't go to nobody's church. You got so much to say about church. Shut up. Are we on social media? Good. Haters of God. How do you know when they hate us, Pastor? When they got a problem with you being in church so much. You got any of those people? Haters of God. Yeah, watch out for that. Watch out for that. Who, who got a problem with you being in church? Who would ever have a problem with you being in church? <laughs> Somebody that don't want to be. Insolent, proud, boastful. You gain people to think they all that? <laughs> you know anybody that think they all that? And they ain't? They just all that in front of a whole bunch of people that, that think they all that too, and they ain't either, but, but you know, you know how to work. <laughs> I, you know how I was going to say, Lord, how much these, these tennis shoe hustlers, we got to be careful. We got to be careful about these tennis shoe hustlers. You, you understand what I'm saying, T? You, you know, these cats right around here, they, they drive their wealth. You remember that? They used to hate that, didn't they? they you drive your wealth. You wear your, you wear your wealth. Let, 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 let the electric bill be a month and a half, a little higher, and, and I'm giving blood and stuff. They, 31, they refuse to understand, break their promise. Anybody had a promise broke to some people that you hang with? Complicit. They're heartless and have no mercy. You know somebody that just no matter what won't let something go? Say it again, woman of God. Silly. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to what? Die. Yet. Come on. Gabe, get me there. They know they deserve to die, yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. So, so in other words, if you got somebody that's doing wrong, the Bible says, they and, and they know they're doing wrong, they deserve to die. And watch this, he says, but, but, but even more so, you, you understand the, the people that they encourage them as well. So, so if, you, if you're going along for the okey-doke, you deserve to die too, is what the Bible says. That's deep, ain't it? I often ask myself, what type of love is that? We're almost done, I promise. It's almost over. It's almost over. Psalms 119, verses 1 through 11. Y'all ready? Joyful are the people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. They do not compromise with evil and walk only in his paths. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Hold on, let's stop. Hold up, hold up. Let's go back to three. They do not compromise with evil. Write it down. Write it down. If you compromise with evil, 
Write it down. What does compromise with evil mean, Pastor? If you go along with it, though you know it's wrong, you just compromise. If you go along with it and you, and you, you didn't even do it, but you went along with it, it's common. Oh, let me make it deep here, right here. If you gave them, if you gave them the money so they could get on their feet, you complicity, complicity. I, I could take that so many different and drag it, but it will be people in this building that will swear that I am personally talking about them, and I got a life. I just write what the Lord gives me at 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning. You know this. I wake up at every 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning or every Sunday, every Sunday morning, and I'll put this sermon together. That's all I do. And I want you to understand something, though. But, 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 but he is speaking to you for a reason. Whoever this is for, they do, they, they do not compromise with evil. And they walk only in his paths. Verse number four, you have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees. Then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life to your commands. Anybody ever just sat in church and, and the more the preacher preach, the more you do this? Sonia sends me this thing every time she don't want to do something that I ask her to do. And, and it goes like, it goes like, you know, it's like, like, here's the bushes, right? And, and I'll be like, so woman of God can't. And she sits me back to the stage and goes, you know, well, you can't. Anybody just ever feel bad when they hear the preaching? Not because the preaching is bad, but simply because of where they might be personally? You know what was cold? Let me tell you something that was harder than that. Preaching the word dead wrong. I don't tell y'all no lies. Y'all know I keep it real. You, you think sitting there listening to it was hard. What about, I had to preach it dead wrong. Preach it mind everywhere. Preach it jacked up in all sorts of areas. Just, I had to preach it until it killed me. I had to preach it until I killed myself. Young people hear me so you understand what I'm saying to you. I didn't, I didn't kill myself physically. <laughs> I had, to, I had to preach it till I killed my flesh. I had to preach it until, until I, I killed the worst parts of me, until I'd done away with them, until I, until I gained power, until the, until the Holy Spirit began to have power over my messed up desires and thinking and, and ways. I had to kill myself. Then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life to your word, to your commands. <sighs> Do you know that everybody that I'm looking at in this building, you've been here too long, two Sundays over at Unity's too long. You've been here too long to still be ashamed of his commands. And, and even if you are ashamed of his commands, you know, ashamed of what you read, ashamed of what you're hearing, what you're going through, you, you, you ought to be making mentally, you ought to be making, you know what, I'm getting ready to, Everything about my life. And God understands you don't change yours overnight. He gets that, you dig? But you do got to start changing somewhere along the lines. You can't be in church year, two years, three years. I mean, what is so dope about your evil that the Holy Ghost ain't got power over it? He done shut it down for everybody else. He get to you and be like, oh, I ain't never seen sin like this. Maybe it's because we're not trying to let the sin go. 
We're almost done. Verse number seven, as I learn your righteous regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. <laughs> hold on, hold on. So you mean to tell me we've been in church all this time and we ain't thanked him by living the way that we should? We still on this? Hebrews chapter four says, do we still in the elementary principles? We're still babies. We're still drinking milk. As I learned your righteous regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. Verse number eight, I will obey your decrees. Please don't give up on me. That ought to be the cry. Don't be ashamed of having to cry that cry. Don't let Satan uh, play you into having too much pride to cry that cry. That might be the very cry to save your life. Number nine, how can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. You get that, young people? How do you stay pure? How do you stay right in God's eyes? By obeying God's word. You don't get caught up in the madness if you obey God's word. Jesus said that when I go away, the helper will come, and the helper is the Holy Spirit, and he will lead you into all righteousness. In other words, kids, if you follow the Holy Spirit, you never make a wrong move, no matter who don't agree with you. If you follow, can I say this to my young people? If you follow the word of God, you never make a wrong move, no matter who don't like it. Can I just go ahead and say this to the young people? Listen, listen, listen. Live the life of God because some of y'all's parents need it. Amen. It took my daughter calling me a hypocrite. I said, I said one day I was right. I said, I said, Maya, there you go. I want to ask you a question. You know, Miriam likes to call me out my name all the time. And I said, we're just going to ask my daughter. You know, I buy her everything. She loves me. You know, I've got her. She's got me wrapped. I've got her wrapped. You know, we, this is how we get out. She will never say nothing against daddy. And I'm going to show you, oh, righteous one. We're in the car. And I said it. I'm talking about I said it with all the, you know, I'm all that, that I could find. And I, I said, I said, I said, hey, Buddha. Yes, sir. Just brought her from McDonald's. I said, I said, you think daddy's a hypocrite? And she said, what is that? I said, a person that says one thing, but they do something else. I'm like, I said, you know how daddy be preaching to the people and all that? And you know, don't be bad and don't say these stuff and don't, she's like, yes, sir. I said, you think daddy's one of those? She's like, well, <laughs> some, sometimes daddy, you, yeah, sometimes you be acting up. I said, I said, are you enjoying your, your, your meal? <laughs> you need to know from where, from where these blessings come. You know, you, 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 you. And then, then, but then as she got older, you know, and she would hear me and mama go through it. See, because I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you the truth to shame the devil. That, 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 that my, my, my wife's the bomb. And, and if, if you ever hear us going through it, it's, it's usually on me. It's usually on me. It's, it's always on me. Yeah. Benny, come get thy wife. <laughs> I, I will say this. Let me get back. I will say this real quick. Though. I did have one win. 
I did have one win. I, I remember that time you was wrong, and I said, I'm going to show it to you in the Bible. And when I did, she was like, she shut up for two days. I was just like, so men, if you ever want to just silence, just be right one time, find it in the Bible. They won't say nothing. They, oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, so we ain't listen to the word now? She's trying to go in the room. I'm following. We ain't listen to the word now? We not going to listen? <laughs> Get on in there while I cut on ESPN. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Listen. She got older. Maya got older. And I was, I was playing some music. Pe- people left me over this. People, people leave you when you're real. See, that's why, that's why, that's why preachers lie. Because people like, can't handle, they can't contain their truth. I just happen to pastor a bunch of people that's 100 and go, yeah, man, I'll be a trip too. Okay, so get this. I'm playing some music, and it, I thought it was for a good reason. Nipsey Hussle had died. I was hurt. I was riding around, and I was banging Nipsey. I, I said, she said, Maya said, Daddy, I like it, but can you find the clean version? And I found the clean version. I said it right here in the pulpit. I found the clean version. People, people left the church. Not to, but I done heard them play way worse in the parking lot. I don't listen to rap music like 24-7. I stopped listening. I told people I listened to Kevin Gates because I was lifting weights. Now I don't listen to Kevin Gates. Everybody looked at me like I was going to hell. I stopped listening to Kevin Gates when I lift weights. Now I'm fat. Thank you. Okay, so. <laughs> Miranda wasn't I losing weight. Wasn't I losing weight? I was losing weight. I'm walking around doing this. I'm a big figure. You know, all that, right? But I was doing good. I wasn't eating bad stuff or nothing. Y'all looked at me like, oh, cast him to the depths of hell. And I stopped listening to that. No more Kevin Gates when I'm working out. Ain't in my car, ain't in my house, just at the gym. No more him. He's the devil. He's seeing. I'm not going to listen to him. People laugh. You know why? Because people are used to being lied to. Lie to me. Tell me you're perfect. Tell me you're a pastor that ain't got no issues and you don't never mess up. That's what I need to hear from my pastor, you see. But I... I go through too much for that. We, we get older. So she gets older, and she, when we, and she says, one day she says, Daddy, you, she got mad at me. She said, you, you be doing the same thing you tell people don't do. And that was it. Because she's everything to me. And I said, this, you, so pure, you think this of me? After all I done gave you? After all I've done for you? And the Lord spoke to me and said, you can't buy everybody's truth. So I'm not talking to you about something that I have not been through. You understand? That I have not stood here and been through. You see? How do you get pure? By obeying his word. How do you stay pure? By obeying his word. I have tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. Let me tell you something. There is nothing worse than when God cuts you off. Yes, that's right. It ain't nothing worse. You hear me? I have been, there's been seasons in my life where I will preach the roof down. And as soon as I hit that step, Holy Ghost gone. See, because I want you to understand, God is the only boss that will fire you and let you keep working. He will fire you and let you keep working. So so, so it says here in in verse number 11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. How many in the building have hidden the word of God in their hearts? So how many don't sin? 
We got a problem. You can't keep putting your hand up and down. Make you you either, you either You've hidden the word in your heart or you haven't because if the word is in your heart, watch this. It just has to be in your heart. It fights for itself. See, see, the word can't be in your heart and you still sin. Everybody's sin. No, no, that's not quite what the Bible says. The Bible says if you sin, there is a, med- a mediator. It says if you do. Well, the Bible says in Romans 3 and 23, all have sinned and fallen short. Go back to grammar school, all have sinned. It ain't something that we got to keep on doing. Hold up, that's too much responsibility, isn't it? To hear that you don't have to sin. But the Bible says you don't have to sin. And if you do, if you do, if meaning you don't, you shouldn't. But if you do, there is a mediator and his name is Jesus. That's the Bible, man. That ain't me. That is the Bible. I know what you've been taught all these years. I know what they say. Because you know, you know how people like to preach that? Because then, then you've got to understand when they sin. <laughs> it's a clause is what it is. It's a game-playing clause with your soul. So we're taught, you know, everybody's going to sin. No, everybody ain't going to sin. Everybody ain't going to sin. Everybody ain't got to sin. You don't have to. Yeah. I feel the uneasiness in the room now, the shifting. Oh, no, everybody. No, 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 no. It's said several times, you don't have to sin. But if you do, there is a mediator. If you do, if is a conditional word. How many, how many in the room believe that? You, you don't got to sin. How many? Tell the truth. It's okay. I ain't going to come after you. Nothing like it. You know. I'm not even tricking you. I'm not tricking you. I promise. I just, how many of you believe that you don't have to sin? How many of you believe that you, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and so here's, here's the thing. And, and so if, for those of you that believe that you're going to sin, you're going to sin, can I tell you that's why you keep sinning? Because it's already in your mind. And so you do things because you've told yourself, you know, you'll do them. So, so your, strongest fat, your strongest issues that you've never been able to overcome, it's not because they're so dope. It's because of what you believe. It's not, because, it's not because that sin has such power over you. It's because you believe that, 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 that you're going to do it. So guess what happens? Oh, God, this has to be the Holy Ghost. So since you, so since you already believe that you're going to sin, you sin where you want to. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I had to be God because I ain't that smart. Since you already believe it, you sin where you want to. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Since, since, I'm, since I'm just going to sin... You don't waste sin. You understand what I'm saying to you? You don't waste sin. Just since you know you're going to sin, because that's what you believe, because that's what you've been taught, you sin where you want to. You ever notice you don't ever do nothing sinful that you didn't want to? And the only way that you did do something sinful that you didn't want to, you didn't find out that you didn't want to until they got to the result of the sin actually backfired on you. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Well, let me go end this. Let me go, because I'm getting happy. I'm getting happy, and I feel like I'm all by myself. Oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, give me 1 John. We done. Five minutes. And I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually on schedule. 1 John 2, uh, verses uh, 3 through 4. Y'all ready? And we can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. Verse number 4 says what? Let's read it together on the count of three. One, two, three. If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not. Where you at? 
Where you at? How long this series going to be? <laughs> That's what they want. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> I need you to understand that our response, get this, you might want to write this one down. I need you to understand that our response to God's commandments reveals our true spiritual condition. Your response to God's commandments reveals your true spiritual condition. It lets you know where you really are despite where you think you are. The, the Holy Ghost was dealing with me this morning while working on this, and he said this. Get this. This, this is powerful. He, he gave me this this morning. He said, he said, he said to give this to the people. He said, and, and, and it's deep because, see, when I was messing up not too many moons ago, he gave me the same word. He said, tell the church that just like they claim to have faith in me that I will bless them and keep them and make a way, they need to have faith in the fact that I will come for them. Then he gave me this scripture, Deuteronomy 28, verses 47 through 48. I let y'all off on that, John. I let y'all off on that first, John. Deuteronomy. Give it to me, uh, Gabe. Uh, 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 28 verses 47 through 48. You got that one up there? For the sake of time, I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says, Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness and gladness of heart, because of the abundance of all the things, therefore you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you in hunger and thirst and nakedness and lacking everything. And he will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he has destroyed you. Ooh. Gabe, are you up there? Deuteronomy 28 verses 47 through 48, New Living Translation. I got to deal with that one real quick. Now, he says, because you're not serving, serving him in, I'll give him time, uh, while you're not serving him in gladness of heart. How, how many of you tithe mad? <laughs> how many of you tithe mad? You know, I'm going to go ahead and put this in here because I'm tired of hearing his mouth. Somehow, some way, he be finding out I'm not tithing. Let me put this in here. How many, how many of you get upset about that? You, because you, you got to put your money in church. Keep your money if that's what you do. You're just helping us. You ain't helping you. you. You're just helping God's house. You are not helping you. You understand what I'm saying to you? You better learn how to be a cheerful giver. Because he don't owe you nothing. He don't owe any of us anything. Amen? Amen. Now, now he, says, he says, is that the New Living Translation? Okay, he says, if you do not serve the Lord, your God, with joy and enthusiasm for the abundant benefits you have received. I wrote down some other one, but that, I like that one too. Amen. Amen. You will serve. Oh, here's the part I want. Get this. You will serve your enemies. Hold on, stop. Think about somebody you don't like right now. Tell the truth. Everybody got one. Somebody you just don't like. You got them? You got somebody you just don't like? And you're serving them. Let that play in your head right now. You can't stand them, CJ, but you got to serve them. Ooh. Ooh, look at Miranda. She went. <laughs> she, she did the puppy face. <laughs> I bet I don't serve No, no, he says you're going to serve him because he's going to make you serve him. And, and, and he, says, he says you'll serve your enemies whom the Lord will send again. He said he's going he to tell them, go on and get him. Grace is off their life. Ain't no grace over there. Go on and get him. Ain't no grace on their life, and since ain't no grace on their life, they're going to beg for mercy. You will be left hungry, thirsty, naked, 
get this, and lacking in everything. In everything. Everything that you got going on in your life, you'll be lacking in it. You won't have enough. And, and, and then it says, the Lord will put an iron yoke on your neck, oppressing you harshly until he has destroyed you. So some of you might be saying, he's trying to scare me. No, those, that's the Bible. We just don't hear scriptures in church like that a whole lot because it's not popular. Those scriptures don't pay. You need to hear the one about you're going to be shaking down, running over, you know, and, and you, know, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get a new car, all that type of stuff. No matter how I'm living, you, 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 that's what we used to. That's what we come to church for. We don't come to church to be told the truth. If we did, folk wouldn't miss church. So, so let's look at this again. It says, the Lord will put an iron yoke on your neck, oppressing you harshly until he has destroyed you. You know, the Bible says, and I'm done. The Bible said this. It says, Jesus said this. He said, if any one of you get, you know, get to bother any of these kids of mine. Now, remember that scripture? He said, he said, it will be better that you put a millstone around your neck and drag yourself out to sea and drown yourself. That's what Jesus said. Can I tell you something? Can I just say something real quick? Some of this training that these kids is getting that's faulty, that is... bothering his children. See, 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 we read that and we go, I bet nobody better not mess my kids. No, baby, he was talking to you. He was talking to the parents. He was saying, if you, if you, if you train my child that I loaned to you the wrong way, it would be better for you to put a millstone around your neck and go drown yourself. That's the word. That's the word. Now, now here's the thing in my closing. In my closing. All right. I'm going to close. I'm going to close. In my closing, here's what I want to say to you. If you walk out of this church today as arrogant as you walked in, as for show as you walked in, as you know you all right with God as you walked in, and you know that you're not, there's a word, and it's called reprobate. And it took, it took, it took, it took my, uh, one of my spiritual mothers, the most, uh, the inf most influential, influ influential spiritual mother that I have. May she rest in peace and God be happy with her, uh, Ma Kennedy. And she said this, she said, Stephen, sometimes they create their own righteousness. I said, ma'am, she said, yeah, honey, don't, it ain't nothing you can do. Sometimes they, she said, when reprobate sets in, they begin to create their own righteousness. And it ain't nothing you're going to say if the Lord don't move. It won't be undone. The problem with that is, it says, uh, we read in one of the verses, it says, when he gives you over to what you want. In other words, when he says, you know what? You know what these glasses, they keep smudging up on me. You know what I'm going to I'm done with them. When, when, he gives you, when he gives you over, when he's, when he's done with you. The scariest part about that is we don't even know when that happens. How do you know that, that I'm, how, well, Pastor, how do I know when I'm around somebody like that? Because they think they stuff don't stink and they foul as all get out. Foul as all get out, but you can't tell them nothing. All in church, hallelujah, you know, all this. They get Jesus, they're doing all the church dance. Watch them people that's always doing them dances. Watch them people that's always wanting to dance and shout and jump up and down. Watch that lifestyle right there. I have learned over the years 
the dancer and the shouter is not quite the worshiper. And when we talk about worship, we're not talking about, (laughs) worship is when where I am, I transform into who you are. That is worship. It's not how I, it's not how I sing out, raise my hands. It is simply understanding that I am nothing like you. And decide that I need to be in you. And I transform from who I was to who he is. That's worship. Worship is every day. Worship is every day. Worship is how you parent. Worship is how you work. Worship is how you, how you love your spouse. Worship is how you love your church. Worship is how you love your brothers and sisters in Christ. That's worship. That's worship. I didn't come to to scare you today. I came because my heart is breaking. I came because I don't have any answers. Well, the answers that I have, don't nobody seem to want them. And as I look around this room, what I think to myself is, what if we all got on the same accord? What, 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 what if we all got on the same accord? What if we, after church, everybody said, hold on, Bishop, before you bounce, what's the vision? What is the accord that we should be on? What should we all be riding the same beat to? You understand what I'm saying to you? And, and then when that, when, that, when, that, when that vision goes forth and it is of God, then, 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 then we, we don't do nothing but what we're called to do. How would life change then? Can I ask you a question? How many, has there been anybody in here that's been connected to any of these kids since the pandemic started that's passed away to these senseless deaths? Do you, do you ever, because I do, I do this, okay? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, tripping on y'all at all. But do you ever think, I wish I would have talked to them. I wish I would have talked to them just a little more. I had a kid when I came back from prison and they brought me to Lexington to fight my case, my last case here. And it was like 1230 in the morning, you know, midnight, a little after midnight. And I was making my bunk and this kid gets up, he's right across from me. And he says, he said, Preem. And I'm turning around. I'm like, Yo, what's up, man? And I don't know him. And he's like, man, you don't remember me, man? He said, man, you gave me my first pack, man. And I looked over at him, and he didn't know that I had changed my life. And so I kept making my bed, and he's just talking about all the stuff that, you know, we all used to go through. And, and, and I said, I, I got up on my bunk. I said, what they, what they doing with you, man? What they trying to do with you? He said, ah, oh, man. They just gave me 10. 
And I'm thinking to myself as I'm sitting on that bunk, I am connected to your sin. I am part of the reason you are headed away to where you are. And I said, man, I'm sorry, man. And he's like, what you mean? I said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching now, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian, man. I'm, I ain't even Muslim no more, man. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I, he said, oh, man, that's just a part of it. I said, nah, bro, it ain't no part of it. This ain't how life's supposed to be. They got us in here like cattle, moving us how they see fit. I saw him. I saw him again when I got out. You know who I'm talking about because he got him a job with old, old little Caesars. Old little Caesars, you know, gold glasses, gold teeth, pretty boy. And, then, and I saw him working, and he saw me, and he was ashamed that he was working. And I said, I said, I said, I'm proud of you, boy. I'm proud of you, man. Keep doing that. He's like, ah, 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 man, I don't know. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because he's, man, I don't, I don't know, Prem, man, I don't know. I'm like, no, 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 keep on doing that, man. But I, but I didn't stop. And talk about Jesus. I didn't stop and, and reaffirm why it was okay to be, to be doing what he was doing then. Then I got a text four days later. He had died of overdose. Because he was still doing what he was doing. And he was doing what he was doing. And he died of an overdose. 30 32 maybe and I wept you remember that I wept I cried like a baby I said I should have told him about Jesus I should have told him about Jesus my son he he don't even want me to have the number no more because I'm constantly preaching and preaching and preaching because I don't really know what I'll do I end up having to preach his eulogy. It is so crazy right now. As parents, I'm talking with other parents, kids that's in things they shouldn't be in, and we all saying stuff like this. Man, I'm praying for your child, man. I'm praying for your child, man. Hey, if you break through your child, man, let me know what you said. And I'm, I'm, you understand what I'm saying to you? Scared at 2 o'clock in the morning when I get a number that I don't know. I ain't worried about no bill collector. I'm worried about somebody calling me and telling me. So I'm preaching Jesus to him. I'm preaching Jesus to him. And out of respect for me, he just sits there and he listens. And, I, and I'm preaching Jesus to him. And I'm crying and I'm preaching Jesus to him. And that's every one of our responsibilities to every young person that we know, to every person that we know don't know Christ. It is our responsibility to preach Jesus to them. Until they ask, how, 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 do, how, do, how do I get saved? How do I get saved? Are you willing to let everything else go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tell me how I'm supposed to get saved. We're supposed to preach Jesus to them. Don't nobody care about that because you go to church and, and you make it to church every Sunday and you dress nice and, you, and all of that. And you, and what, what, what does that matter if you ain't saving nobody? So over here, over here, because there's so much on the line. Lord, have mercy. Because there is so much so much on the line we, we got to go get them we got to preach and we got to preach it to them I ain't seen you in years boy look at you all tall anybody got time to be talking about how tall he is 
Do you know God? Do you know Jesus in the pardon of your sins? Do you know that there is a Lord that loves you despite what you've done, what you're doing, what you're thinking about doing? You have got to preach to these children. Well, you're coming to church every Sunday don't mean nothing. It don't mean nothing. You're taking a bunch of notes and looking deep. It don't mean nothing. If you're not witnessing to somebody about the bloodstained banner, if you're not witnessing to somebody to save their soul, to save their life, it don't matter. And it's past time that we become serious about God. It is past time that we become serious about God. If there's anybody in the building today that has not given their lives to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we offer you the invitation to, to come on down. It is the greatest invitation that you could ever receive. I don't care how old you are. Man, I, I know what he's saying is true, and I know I want oh, I I to go down there, but I don't know how people going people to respond. Don't make no, no never mind. You won't know how they respond as you lay in a casket either. You won't know how they responded to that. If there's anybody in the building, young, middle-aged, old, who desires to give their life to Christ for real, we offer you the invitation to come down. I want you to understand you can be cool and still be for Christ. You can be cool and still be for Christ. If there's anybody in the building, if there's anybody in the building today that has not given themselves to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and you want to be saved for real, for real, we offer you the invitation to come down. It's the only invitation I got today. It's the only invitation I got today. If you need prayer, get on the altar. The altar is open. But the invitation, the only invitation that I have is if I have anybody in the building who is not saved. And you know, I thought I was saved. I thought I was saved. I really thought that I was saved. And, and, and I've been going over to this church and this man been saying some stuff and he's been calling me out and I, I've been thinking about it and I keep going back even though I'm uncomfortable and I ain't feeling it, but I keep going back. But, 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 but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, and I, I remember the last church and the church was that and it just, it just don't seem like it don't seem like this save thing comes so easy don't seem like I might be saved for real if we have anybody in the building today that desires to give their life over to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ we offer you the invitation you come on down here you begin to put a new deposit on your life. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have problems. It doesn't mean that things aren't going to happen. It's just, it just means that you begin to deal with them from a different position. There's room at the cross. There's room at the cross. There's room. There's room at the cross for you. If there's anybody in the building, anybody else in this building today, don't put this thing off for next Sunday or, you know, tomorrow because tomorrow is not promised. I promise you the way life has been, these next 30 minutes ain't promised. If you have not given yourselves over for real, for real, to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we offer you the invitation to come on down. 
It is time. It is time. It is time. You've, you've been serious about your job. You've been serious about your relationship. You've been serious about this, that, and the other, but it's, it's time to get serious about God. Is there anybody else in the building today that desires to give their life to Jesus? We offer you the invitation now. We offer you the invitation. If you're going through it today, if it's bigger than you today, and you just need to talk with the Lord, the altar is open. The altar is open. You don't have to leave the same way that you walked in. You don't have to leave the same way that you... Do you know that you can leave this building today with a hope? A hope for things to be better. A hope for things to be better. It don't got to hurt no more. You ain't got to be confused no more. We offer you that invitation today.